Good morning. Would you please stand and sing with us? so grateful for this day. We're grateful for the beautiful sunshine that is shining outside. We're thankful for the opportunity that we're able to come here and worship you today. And we pray, Lord, that today that you would open our hearts and our minds so that we can focus on the message and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Sweet. 
turn and greet one another. That's the way to start. Good morning. My name is Joe Kate. I'm the pastor here at Memorial. We're so grateful that you joined us today. We'd like to frame our announcements and the um, elements of our bulletin. If you'll please open your bulletin to the front panel. Um, please notice this panel every single Sunday. It usually means we need something from you. Not always you, um, but we definitely need something from someone. This week we're um, emphasizing again the graduates list. If you are aware of that, please fill it out. If you wonder if somebody else has already filled it out, fill it out again and we'll take the duplicate and directly connect. We're going to celebrate them on June 3rd. Directly connected to that is the scholarship info. If you um, want to apply for a scholarship, you're a vital member of our congregation and you want to uh, apply, you simply write Leslie. She's going to send you a form that's um, digital, it's online, it's simple. And uh, it's our great pleasure to support students uh, who are continuing their education. If you open your bulletin uh, up, you'll see further announcements. I want to say something, just a couple things in addition to that. The cross trainers class and the um, stepping stones classes, the HVAC in that building, we're working on it. And so you're combining with um, partners in faith in the social hall. So you go directly just to this building in between the two, and we ought to have a good crowd in there um, and a great teacher. Um, we have two things for mission and service that we want to say verbally. Um, the first I'm going to call on Gretchen Hummerkhouse. You're going to laugh, but it's real. Good morning. It is real. Um, so I, I am with Partners in Faith uh, Sunday School class, and last year we decided to do a spring um, collection of needs for the community, and we're going to do that again. Um, I apologize, we haven't gotten the announcement out very well with the bulletin and with the um, weekly emails, but we're doing we're going to do better with that. So, starting on um, next Sunday, the 27th, and then the following Sunday, June 3rd, we are going to have a collection for Undie Sunday. So what that is, is we're asking every member to go and buy brand new underwear, um, the same size that you would for yourself and any member of your family. Babies, you can give us um, a, a um, package of diapers. Um, if you have a teenagers, whatever size underwear they would wear. Um, for ladies, the top is needed too. So um, we are gonna give that to Greer Community Ministries. You would be um, surprised how thankful they are for that. So they were very grateful. Last year we collected over 400 packages. So I'm really hoping that we can get that much again this year. They are very grateful and it's very much needed. So thank you all. Thank you, Gretchen. We'll have um, clearly labeled boxes out front. Carol Johnston is a leader of a um, event that's coming up that's extremely important to um, both sides of our congregation, both worship services, and that's Relay for Life. We have so many uh, cancer survivors in our congregation, people who have supported those with cancer, and uh, Relay is such a huge part of that. Hi, um, I'm Carol Johnston, Relay for Life's team captain for Memorial Methodist, although Harriet Johnson is the real leader. 
She's raised uh, almost $2,000 with sponsors. The, our sponsors are Masters Dental, Lister, Jeter and Lloyd, CPAs, LLC, Fowler's French Dry Cleaners, Upstate Professional CPA Services, Stomping Grounds, Coffee and Wine, I Associates of Carolina, Dobson's Gifts and General Hardware, and the Citizens Loan, Building and Loan. Um, Relay is a team fundraising event where team members take turns walking around the track in support of the American Cancer Society on May the 25th at Greer City Park at 6 p.m. Survivors registered for the dinner will be there at 5. It is free, no pets or alcohol out. The park will be lined with candles lit in the Lumineer bags with the names on them in honor of or in memory of, which you can purchase today for 10 or $20 for the purple bags. I will take cash checks or you can purchase them online. Be sure to do it under Memorial Methodist team name. I'm also selling raffle tickets for a Yeti cooler for $5 each and mouse ears and t-shirts, all of which go to Memorial's fundraising. Uh, at the event, will there, be, there will be bounce houses, games, bands, and food trucks, and an auction. Elevation Band and the Clemson Tiger and Cocky will be there along with a pink fire truck. 30 teams will set up a campsite, tune out cancer, is our theme. Uh, Minnie Mouse is my theme. Uh, get out your cartoon character outfits and come and join the fun. Bring your chairs and blankets. Uh, to register for the dinner, if you didn't get a, to register for the survivor dinner, it's called 864-627-9509, uh, extension 28. Um, I will be next to the band, and volunteers are welcome to help me set up at 5 and tear down at 1130. Um, I wanted to read Romans 15:13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. We're doing critical things um, for this community. And you'll note more that are in your bulletin. Please um, read that and take it with you. Um, unless you are filling out something for graduation, you can leave it in the basket in the back. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this space where we gather together for the many different types of seats all over this space and for the opportunity to use them, for the music that lifts us up, for the prayer that centers us, for the scripture that informs us, for the proclamation that sends us forth. Use every element, Lord. Use us as we go forth from this space. Help us not to walk in and be a person and walk back out and be another person. Lord, let us walk out of this space as instruments of your peace, mercy, and love. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your son taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We're talking about the Holy Spirit today. And it's why you'll see in both worship spaces, the colors are red. It's not something you see um, very often in our worship spaces, and it's really significant. It's completely based on this story. The flame that you see in the United Methodist Cross and Flame is directly tied back to this story that we'll read today. And it has a lot to do with your opening image. Attendance. Attendance is a big deal. Let's look at a picture. This is a school attendance sheet. That's exciting, right? I've gone to many end-of-the-year awards. I went especially to the elementary end-of-the-year awards. That sticks out um, more to me. You know, every year you get up, it changes a little bit. The principal would say, we're going to call up those with perfect attendance and would name them. And then he would say, and we're going to celebrate those with near-perfect attendance because if you're sick, stay home. He always wanted to emphasize that for the next year. But he wanted to show them that it mattered and that they were paying attention, that, pe- that they showed up. And it's hard to do that. It's hard, and I see as my kids get older, it's harder to get up earlier, to get in the car, to get there, and to cover some kind of major uh, complicated subject. Let's look at the next picture. Weddings. It's topical. See the people in the background? Those people may have traveled a very long way to be there. Now, I've done weddings in barns. I've done them on farms. I've done them on beaches. And if you ever have a wedding on the beach or your loved one is, tell them to look out for the tide. Look out for the tide chart. People never think to do that. (coughs) Done it in mansions. Done it in plantations. I've done it in churches. And in every instance, there's a crowd there that has made a significant commitment to be there, not only that day, but for many of them, the night before. And you can see their eyes light up as all the things happen in that service. And it's because they love those people so much they're excited for them. Let's look at the next one. Recitals and exhibits happen at the end of the program year. Whether it's connected to school or not, it follows the school calendar just like we do. It might be band, it might be chorus, it might be ballet, it might be art, it might be any number of things. And those people who have put in such hard work, especially these, to do that amazing routine that they're about to do, look out there and they see people who have come. And they say, thank you for coming. Thank you for the effort of being there. Showing up matters. To support. To learn. To witness something you did not realize you would see that day. Isn't that something that makes the hair stand up on your arm? Something that truly, truly matters and inspires you for days, weeks, months to come. And many times... 
whether it's school, whether it's wedding, whether it's recital, exhibit, whether it's church, you might only get one shot at a particular thing to witness it. Let's look at our text, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it each of us hears them in our own native language? Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Somehow ever made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. So let's look at the next phrase. Jews from every nation. Now, Pentecost is important to the Christian church. We've celebrated it since this day. We've emphasized it with all kinds of images and colors and special worship services. I was in a church at one time where they actually had a, uh, I don't know how they even did it, it was a dove on a big stick with a string on it, and they would spin it around, and that dove would um, fly around in that space, emphasizing what happened that day and the surprise of those who witnessed it. But this day was important to the people who were there far before the event that we're reading. It goes way back to their history with God and their travel through the desert on the way to the promised land. It celebrates the giving of the Ten Commandments. It celebrates agriculture and the harvest. It celebrates all sorts of love and connection that God has with God's people. And the Jewish people were coming from all sorts of places to Jerusalem to see this. Fifty days after they were there when Jesus was tried and crucified. Fifty days ago, they were there for Passover, celebrating the action that God took to free them from Egypt. And so they keep coming back to celebrate something from long ago, and something keeps happening that's amazing in that moment that builds on the story. So Jews from every nation. Tonight, Mike Henson and Heath Dobson will describe their Israel trip at 5 o'clock in the social hall. You've seen that in the bulletin a couple times. They changed their typical plans to go. They committed to every cost of traveling around the world in order to be there. And they left the comfort of their surroundings. Why? Because of the limitless things that you see, feel, and learn by being in that exact space. There's seeing something on a video and there's being there when it happened. And there's something special about that trip. And they, just like them going to Israel, these people traveled to Israel for this significant day. Jews from every nation. Let's look at your next phrase. Wind and fire. 
can be a powerful force for good, can be a horrific force of destruction. But even in that horrific force of destruction, it's creating a space for a new creation. Now, my church, when I was in the first grade, a, um, a troubled soul set it on fire. It was about our size. And everything but the sanctuary burned. Advent was doing a church rebuild, refurbishing their space to make it much bigger a couple years ago. And the people who were preparing the building for fire prevention accidentally made a mistake, set it on fire, burned it. There's times when that fire gives us very troubling image, images that threaten us. But in this image, this fire and this wind is something that is going to truly change their lives. But then sitting something new to them, Moses was blessed by fire. Out in the wilderness, figuring he'd never get another shot, he has fire in a bush that tells him, you're going to go do something special. Noah is dealing with a flood. He's got a limited resource. He's got lots of people. He's got deep concerns that they're going to survive. And wind is coming along and providing life and hope for them. So these people that are gathering in Jerusalem have heard those stories of wind and fire their entire lives. They may have heard them on the way there. You know, because they don't have um, movies on their device. They don't have songs on their phone. They have stories that they tell on the way there. They may have heard about that wind and fire. And now it's not something that they're celebrating in the past where they say, man, that was special for them back then. Let's commemorate it today. It's something happening to them today, this wind and fire. Verse 14. Peter stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice and he addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem. That's like standing on a main corner of a fairly large city and saying, Christians and everybody else that's listening. What do you think people thought when they saw that? What do you think they thought when they heard it? Peter is standing up, a man who just a little while ago was cowering in fear from these crowds that were surrounding them and saying, you are seeing something special today. This is something that is connected to our people and to God from a long way back. I will pour out my spirit. That's your next phrase. You ever make a sacrifice to be somewhere? And you get the sense that the leader isn't ready. Whomever it is, they're, they're not ready. They're pawing at their stuff. They're thinking, uh, I'm not sure anything is. You ever make a serious commitment to be somewhere and the leader just doesn't want to inspire or cannot, has not put in the time, does not have the heart. 
you make a, a, a serious commitment to be somewhere and you see a leader that doesn't want to sacrifice serious things to make it happen, how quickly does that destruct morale for everyone involved? He says, you people, listen up. If you show up, God will pour out God's spirit to you. You will never wonder if there's passion. You'll never wonder if there's love. You'll never wonder if there's purpose. I will pour out my spirit to you. I've been there with that leader. Unfortunately, there's been times when I was strung out and the um, uh, RPMs were revving too hard. I've been that leader that could not lead people, could not inspire them. And it's a struggle, and it's hard to get over. You talk about it 10 years later. You remember that time we went to that thing, and that person was just... God is never, ever that way. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean when we show up, God will arrange everything. We'll never have to do a thing and be like a servant to us. Instead, it's God challenging us, loving us, giving us purpose. So this is the final question. You need to ask yourself. As we go into a season where we start to drift, what will happen if I show up? Apply it to everything. What will happen if I show up to that class? What will happen if I show up to that fellowship event? What will happen if I show up to that, fellow, to that worship service? What is possible if I show up? Well, you might think of five to seven things. Then I want you to think, what will happen if I don't show up? Guaranteed. Zero. Guaranteed. What will happen if I show up? This past week, I did a, um, helped lead a retreat for um, what's called ordinance. Um, that's a weird word. It's people who have worked for six years to be ordained in the United Methodist Church. And I'm on the committee that reads their work and interviews them when they come to this uh, convention center. I've been on it for um, 11 years. So anyone who's come through that board in the last 11 years sees me in certain places and they go, <laughs> which is so funny to me because I used to be that person seeing people and going, mm, mm. strange to be the one that's reading their work. And I sat with them at one of the downtimes and see they come to the exact same place that they've come for what would be like medical boards, what would be like um, uh, uh, testing for the bar. They come back to that exact place now for a retreat and they're done. But they're not ordained until annual conference at June, in June. So they come back and they don't have any paperwork and they don't have any interviews, but they're not ordained yet and they still wonder if they're being assessed. And then we just sit there and talk to them at lunch. I'm trying to just get to know them a little bit more. And it dawned on me, I'm 40, they're 27, they think I know many things. They think I've had all the experiences, 
They think that I'm a scary authority, and that's insane to me. And the only reason I know that is because I remember people sitting with us and thinking, hmm, it's not annual conference yet. I don't know if he's listening. Whatever it may be, what happens is the bishop comes and spends three hours with these candidates. This is the only time this will happen in their life unless they get on this committee that I'm on and they participate in this retreat, which is pretty slim. Bishop gives them 45 minutes of whatever the bishop would like to say. And then there's a time for question and answer. And um, he says, uh, okay, what questions do you have? And they're like, because they don't want to say something stupid. It's not annual conference yet. We have not been ordained These people are sitting beside me, and so they're kind of reluctant. And so as one of like a feel of like a camp counselor, I say, Bishop, when you, you have to pick leaders all the time. How do you assess who you're going to pick? How do you decide where you're going to put them? And how do you give them enough leeway to let them do their job? (laughs) Which, as soon as I said it, I thought about him, and I thought, he went from, like, um, what's it like to be a bishop to that question? And he said, whoa, um, okay. People who show up. That's what he said. He said, I look around. I go to lots of events. You have lots of clergy events. Some of those events are during football season some of those events are on a Saturday and I look around and I see who shows up and when I sit down in groups like this I write down who's there not so I'm like necessarily taking role but so I can take stock of that person that name because I know it's difficult to keep track of all of them and remember that they show up I thought that's pretty simple and What about the fact that he said that this week as I'm putting together this text? It's interesting. So those people made serious commitments to travel to Jerusalem to celebrate their faith. Nothing to do with the event that happened this day. Simply to celebrate what God had done in the past. And in that moment, because they showed up, they witnessed something beyond anything they could imagine. What will happen if you show up? What will happen if you are present? What will happen if you are engaged in the things that we do? I will imagine it would be something that you cannot fathom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you will stand as you're able and join me uh, in our affirmation of faith. This is a modern affirmation. It's the way we affirm our faith in this worship service. You're welcome to join us and you're welcome to simply listen. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works and whose will is directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives, 
reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service, that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. It's now time for our offering. You can place something in the plate. You can simply hand it to the next person. You can give electronically with instructions in the bulletin. And uh, if you're a guest today, if you're just joining us, we certainly don't expect you to give. Um, You can, but you can rely on the generosity of our people. We're giving to Epworth Children's Home um, for the next couple of weeks. They provide a space in Columbia for families uh, that are in great distress and depend on United Methodist Churches for their income. Down 
without you holding my hand Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand The mountains too high and the valleys too high Down on my knees I burn last one with us. Great is our 
see something you've never seen before because of the power of our God. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. How great